This is the FS Tech Podcast. Okay, hello and welcome to this podcast on unlocking the value of open banking. I'm Peter Walker, the editor of FS Tech and your host for today. Now, open banking has been active in the UK since the start of 2018, with consumers increasingly starting to realise the benefits of um, easier account aggregation and data sharing between their banking apps. But take-up has been mixed across different areas of the industry, and end-user concerns still remain around things like security and privacy. Um, So open banking solutions provider Yolt Technology Services recently researched the topic, uncovering both business and customer attitudes to the API revolution. So I'm joined today by their Chief Business Officer, Leon Muse, to discuss the survey findings and figure out what's in store for the future of open banking. So welcome, Leon. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me. Great. Okay. Well, we'll dive straight in. Uh, this, this, this new report is all about kind of how businesses can unlock the value of open banking. So, so what's the kind of key takeaway then? What, what can businesses really gain from, from using the kind of the data sharing protocols? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, essentially, we wanted to find out a few things with this report. You know, first of all, do businesses understand open banking? Uh, do they know how it can help them? but also how many are already using the technology and you know, what types of technology are they using from the open banking suite of products? And more crucially, you know, what's that they want to get from it? And if they are using it, what value does it bring to their business? And what we see as kind of key takeaways from this research that we've done across both the UK and the Netherlands is we see that lots of businesses are already actually using open banking, roughly 60% across uh, both markets. But it's also clear that not all businesses properly understand what open banking is, because we also asked them for how they would define open banking. And especially in the UK, just under half uh, misplaced what they felt open banking was, and especially around the customer consent, for example. But we do see there's a real appetite for more use of open banking and businesses are really enthusiastic about the benefits. uh, And that's really something that open banking can bring to their business. Okay. And and what would the research reveal about the kind of overall appetite for open banking among, among businesses then? Yes, as mentioned, so we saw that 60% of the respondents said that they're already using some form of open banking technology. But more importantly, uh, half of the people that weren't using it said they have considered it and they have considered it either within the last 12 months or before. And that's really a good outcome because we strongly feel that open banking can bring a lot of benefits to businesses. And you know, we want to see more businesses use the technology. And there it's really our job uh, as technology providers and, and the industry's job as a whole to convert those businesses and those people who are not using the technology at the moment and show them how open banking can make a difference for their business. Yeah, it seems like adoption levels are clearly increasing with with payment providers seemingly kind of leading the way. Um, Is this what you expected and and, and what does it tell us about how businesses are using the, the, the APIs? Yeah, I think first of all, rising adoption was definitely expected. And it's also what we see in the API volumes in the UK, for example. So the OBIE, Open Banking Implementation Entity, measures these volumes. And 
in the last two years alone, it has grown from 1 million API calls uh, in June 18 to over 478 million API calls July this year. So there's definitely a growing uh, trend there, 25% month-on-month growth. But what was surprising from the report is that uh, businesses were indicating that they were mostly using PIS, so PIS more than AIS. Whereas if you look at the API volumes, then PIS is only 0.2% of total volume in the UK. So this was a bit of a surprising outcome. But overall, uh, we see that businesses are waking up to the value of open banking. And you know, it was pleasing to see that this was also reflected in the report and the responses from the businesses. We, we should probably mention, uh, <laughs> without getting into the jargon too much, that PIS and AIS stand for? Yes, uh, sorry. So AIS is Account Information Services. So the option to collect your transactions and balances from your current accounts, your payment accounts. And PIS is Payment Initiation Services. So the option to initiate a payment uh, on a bank account, but doing that from a third party uh, application. Yes. And if I haven't mentioned already, APIs are application programming interfaces, aren't they? Which aspect of, I suppose we've, we've just mentioned some of them, which, which aspect of kind of open banking te- technology do you think has the most kind of potential then? Yeah, so we just indeed mentioned the, the two forms of APIs that have become available through open banking and kind of the, the box standard services are the account information services and the payment initiation services. And those are working well for a lot of businesses and they're delivering real benefits uh, on payments. For example, it can realize severe cost savings for businesses who are predominantly using credit card based transactions at the moment. But I think it's really the added value services on top of this data, such as data enrichment, uh, is probably where the most exciting aspects are for the next few years. And especially in the area of data enrichment, it's developing fast. And it's really the area where also the providers of the aggregation services can differentiate themselves. And for example, for us at YTS, it's also uh, very much a priority. Okay, that makes sense. And, and from, from reading the report, um, it would appear that kind of understanding around how open banking works really varies across different countries and industries. And, and quite a few people didn't understand the role of customer consent. Will, will this... Um, just take time or are the things that kind of financial services firms should be doing better do you think? Yeah it was indeed a bit of a surprising finding uh, especially obviously because GDPR is also at play here and maybe that even complicates things further because you need to have the explicit consent of the customer to access their data and Funnily enough, the understanding in the UK was actually worse than in the Netherlands for example which is actually feels a bit counterintuitive, but my personal reasoning is that in the UK, we've been used to using what's called screen scraping with your credentials accessing the online banking environment. And that was quite common to do in the UK and there was no GDPR at the time. So maybe customer consent was just less prevalent. Uh, Next to that, I think that the term open banking also hints at, hey, banks are opening up and, you know, where is the customer consent in this? So I think the terminology itself and the the history in the UK specifically could be reasons why uh, 
people feel that the role of customer consent was not a factor in open banking. Uh, luckily, uh, it is, and it's only with the consent of a customer that uh, a provider can fetch their data. And I think as adoption increases, this perception of open banking will improve, and uh, we see the appetite for open banking grow more and more. So eventually, this notion of consent and the understanding of open banking should grow as adoption grows as well. Okay, and kind of sticking with, with, with customers, uh, the survey seems to show that improving customer experience was the biggest benefit of using these kind of technologies. Uh, how important do you think this is, especially during the current crisis? Yeah, I think it's very important. And you know, one thing the crisis has done is it has fast forwarded the move online for whatever type of service or business, whether it's banking or ordering your meals or your groceries. So everything is happening online and customers want instant services, 24 seven services. So their customer expectations are really high. And I think this is where open banking can you know, play an important role because for example, in a lending application process, if you're able to bring in structured data and speed up the loan decision, based on open banking data, it can almost become an instant loan. And that gratifies the consumer need for either they want a loan decision as quickly as they want, as they can. So I think there, the customer experience and the role open banking can play is a key benefit. And still building long-term solutions is very important. And businesses should obviously consider how open banking can be brought into their existing operations or how they can expand their business uh, over the years to come as well. So it's not always just a quick benefit, but customer experience and in the UK, for example, with the focus on app to app consent. So I can go from one app to the app of the bank to give the consent to share my data that really improves the customer experience as well. Moving on to kind of maybe business benefits, that there, there, lots of them seem to identify specific business benefits, like for instance, generating insights from data and improving efficiency. Do you think that companies are getting the most they can from open banking at this stage? Yeah, I think some definitely are getting the most from open banking and their data enrichment, I think is a key benefit, but also the fact that you're now getting structured data from an API rather than copies of bank statements, for example. But there's also a lot of businesses that are only now starting to experiment uh, with the use of open banking and they're only using you know, one or two facets of it. And we strongly believe that to get the most from the technology, you know, they need to be looking at using all these elements together. And if they do that, it can be really transformative. However, it's also key to note that it's also an opportunity to consider optimizing the processes as a whole. So rather than just adding open banking on top of a lending process, for example, maybe a business now can take the open banking edition as a catalyst to look at the process as a whole. And I think then we'll see real customer benefits and process improvements uh, coming in the years to come. Okay. And, and the, the report showed that kind of nearly half of businesses currently using open banking will continue to do so d despite the kind of COVID crisis. Um, 
but that leaves nearly half not doing so. So how can the, the movement help, do you think, with, with the kind of financial recovery, kind of working towards whatever this new normal is? Yeah, I think COVID is obviously a, a dominant theme in, in any business now. And also from uh, our survey, we saw that nearly 50% of respondents said that recovering from the crisis is one of their key focuses for 2020. But we actually believe that open banking could be a key to this uh, recovery because what's also coming from the report is that businesses that are using the technology state that on average, it's a value of them of 1.9 million pounds annually. So that is revenue, bottom line revenue that open banking is bringing to those businesses on average. And this is the average across all business type survey. And there, Again, comes the need for digitization because consumers are demanding more and more online. They're demanding more and more instant processes. But also in some cases, for example, open banking can deliver improvements in existing processes and also recovery mechanisms that are not working well. And the government C-bills, so the Corona-backed uh, loans that the government has issued, is actually an example where due to the fact that current circumstances are so uncertain for businesses, looking at three-year credit history doesn't tell you much. Whereas if you can look at instant real-time data from the past three, four months, lenders could actually make a very informed decision whether this business is beyond saving or whether actually, no, they are doing okay. They're keeping their head above the water. And if we give them a loan, they will survive even better. And I think that this is an area where open banking can really help uh, recovery in, in the lending space, for example, and give loans to businesses that help them recover. Mm, that's a good point. Um, I, I, another thing I wanted to pick up on was that over half of those who haven't implemented open banking so far said that finding the right provider was the main challenge. What, what can solution providers do to make this process easier, do you think? Yeah, there was, this was a surprising finding in a way, and, and it can be interpreted in, in different ways. On the one hand, you see, especially in the UK, but also more and more across Europe, is that more different providers are, are starting or are stepping up. So that might complicate the process of finding the right provider. But it's also about you know, showing what the providers can offer and not just you know, the what, but also how and why open banking is good for a certain business. And we need to make this clear to the businesses to show them how it can help across different areas and operations within their business. And with this, we need to show real examples of how the technology is driving value for existing customers already. And you know, we have examples of you know, accounting providers using now PSD2 connections PSD2 is the European name of, of open banking, to using those connections to import data more instantly rather than the customer having to upload uh, CSV files and download transactions from their bank. Next to that, I think we need to be clear about you know, how easy it can be to implement open banking if you're going through a provider, because what we offer at YTS as well is one plug and from that one connection, you can connect to all the banks across Europe that we have connected. And it's quite quick and easy, actually. 
However, one thing to bear in mind is that still we need to also be mindful of the fact that open banking and using open banking is a financially regulated activity in the UK supervised by the FCA. And that means that financial regulations such as AML are also at play. And this is where also we want to really help our clients to understand those aspects and deliver a service if needed. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I also wanted to touch on kind of finally that the move um, from open banking expanding out into kind of open finance into into other areas of, of, of the wider financial services industry i, I suppose as a, yeah as a kind of future facing final question what what do you see as the next steps which, which areas lend themselves to to kind of open apis and, and a similar movement yeah that's an excellent question and i think also something that you know we feel strongly about and the fact for me, it's open banking is just the start of a journey and it's a nice first step and regulators have enforced banks across Europe to open up the access to the payment accounts, but therein already lies the problem. It's only access to payment accounts, which is typically a current account or a credit card and some types of savings accounts. And as a next step, we see indeed the move towards open finance where more and more products are included in the scope of APIs. And this could be your loans, this could be your mortgage, this could be all your savings accounts, your pensions. So more and more products, giving the consumers and businesses the opportunity to see all their finances in one place. Because if you look at the current environment, you know, also our customers and end consumers, they really don't understand why they cannot connect some of their savings accounts uh, and some can, they can. So some savings accounts are classified as a payment account and are in scope and some are out of scope. And customers really don't understand that if they have savings, credit card and a current account with one bank that they cannot connect all three products. So here I think customer demand will play a role uh, and hopefully will drive change. If that doesn't drive change, then either the regulator will step in, as the FCA is already doing with the call for input on open finance. And finally, you also see that the financial industry itself is looking at the next steps and at the horizon, because they also know that there is more need for more data and more opening up. So they're also looking at ways to open other savings account types, maybe as a premium API, so an API that you would pay for as a service provider. So as a summary, I think the industry as a whole is looking at open finance, moving towards it. For me, it's crucial. Otherwise, we will not reap all benefits of open banking and the start of this journey. And finally, who knows, we might go to open data and you can connect anything from your smart meter at home for your energy consumption to your phone for your data and uh, minute usage. So eventually consumers can decide what's the best product that fits their personal behaviors. Yeah, it's a brave new world. Here's hoping. Do you have any, uh, would you care to predict kind of how long this is gonna take? What, what are the kind of, what are the timeframes you think? Yeah, that's, uh, if only I had a crystal ball uh, <laughs> and would be able to predict, but I think maybe I can express it as a hope. So I hope that now with open banking, especially in the UK and, and PSD2 across Europe settling down, I do certainly hope that within the next 
let's say two to three years, we come at the stage of open finance, uh, maybe mm -hmm. quicker. Uh, and beyond that, I think open data. So open data, I think is more of a five year period. Okay, fair enough. I will, I will end my questions there. But I, I wonder if, if, if our listeners want to kind of find out more about um, YTS or the report, wh where should we send them? Yes, so if they want to download the report or find more information, they can go to yts.yolt.com. Great. Okay. Well, um, it just remains for me to thank you for taking the time to answer all my questions, Leon. No, thanks for, uh, it was a nice conversation and uh, thanks for having uh, me on the show. Great. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the FS Tech Podcast.